1927, Elmer Gantry joined Sister Sharon Falconer's ministry, touring the country with a series of wildly controversial and profitable tent revivals, until public scandal and tragedy ended the partnership. Today on the podcast, Elmer Gantry. Sin, sin, sin. You're all sinners. You're all doomed to perdition. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. I'm Claire, and as always, I'm joined by my two true true crime besties, Brad and Tammy. Hey, hey Brad and Tammy. Hello. How Ooh. are how are you doing on this? fine day where we're going to talk about crime I, I uh, it's it's literally crime time and I'm always up for a bit of crime time now I'm just imagining a clock that has like all the hands of the clock <laughs> and then like in the middle of some numbers it says crime time <laughs> so it's like we wait, gotta wait that's not till what it's your crime clocks time. look like in the states that's what we have in England <laughs> Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week we are going to be covering the case of Elmer Gantry, which is um well, Elmer Gantry and Sister Sharon Falconer, let's let's oh, be yeah. clear. Both of them in the podcast versus Elmer Gantry. Uh now this is a case that Brad brought to us. Uh, Indeed. Brad, tell us a little bit about your history about this with this case. Um yeah, I've seen this documentary many times before. It's 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 very good. Um I've also I've read the book before, but it had been a while. So I, I reread the book, um, which covers a a, lo- a much broader period of time than the than the documentary film. Yeah, I, I know you were starting to tell us a little bit and you said you'll hold it for the podcast, but you, yes. you started telling us a little bit and this actually, like, the book goes into a lot more of um, Elmer Gantry's, like, earlier life before Indeed. the events of the documentary. Yeah, the documentary really takes place, like, in the, the middle of, of, the, of the book. So uh, if, if you guys, so I, I highly recommend the book so you can get the full, the, the full uh, expanse of, of, of his career um, and like where it all came from. Um, because I, like, honestly, like it came out in the 60s. So clearly I think it was one of those uh, red scare situations where we don't want to make the church look too bad. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like they pulled some punches and also it was the 60s, you know, it's whatever. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, they make him much more sympathetic, I feel like, in, in the, in the, in the documentary. But, uh, in the book, uh, they cover a lot. And the only time I really feel sorry for him is his early days because they kind of go into the history of how he became, um, how he got into, uh, ministry and how he became religious. And I, I feel a little bad there. Well, do you okay. want, should we start then by just talking about some of his early days and then go into the documentary crimes? Sure, sure, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Because then, then we can maybe reference back to, to how some of these crimes relate back to his early days as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the book basically starts with him in college, and he's not particularly religious. I, he was like, you know, normal, like, like, you know, Christian. His mother was very religious and very much wanted him to become a minister or something along those lines. Uh, he was probably going to end up being a lawyer. Uh, he was, you know, kind of a middling student, but he was also just an asshole. <laughs> mm. Like, he was a bully, okay. and, like, he, he, he was, he was, like, on the football team, and he was very manipulative, and, like, he kind of 
he wormed his way into being like president of the class, even though everyone hated him. But he basically threatened everybody to, you know, vote for him. Even though like <laughs> there was a whole thing where like he wasn't supposed to have a second term because that just wasn't how they did things. But mm. basically he forced his way into it and everyone hated him except he had one good friend um, who was also like very, very atheist and not a fan of religion. And basically, um, that guy's father had wanted him to go there just to, like, to be around the religious people, just to, like, just to, like, you know, for him to see, yeah, these guys are real crazy. <laughs> oh, Like, okay. it was, it was, it basically, it was, like, the father wanted him to put him there just to kind of needle the religious people, for one. <laughs> And two, because it was a cheaper school. Like, it was cheaper okay. for him to go there. Yeah, than yeah. To, like, yeah, that makes sense. A non-religious school. But, you know, mostly because he just liked the idea of, like, you know, his son going and being amongst all these Christians and, like, fucking with them, which is great. But, yeah, him and Elmer were real good friends. Basically, uh, Elmer got peer pressured into Jesus. <laughs> I hate uh, when that happens. I'm sure happens. that never happens. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's honestly really sad because there's like um there's like an evangelist that like comes to the school and he's like a, a like a wow. big guy and he was like a football player much like Elmer and basically like all like like there's like like these weirdly weirdo little religious like students that are trying to like get Elmer like saved because like that's their big goal like oh if we can save Elmer Gantry then we can yeah yeah then we're oh, then we've wow. really done something because he's such a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> and like he hangs around with this atheist oh, so that was the goal and basically like they did everything they, they like literally brought his mother into town to like guilt him into going to this revival meeting and like his friend his like atheist friend was like sick in bed at the time so he couldn't go and he was just like don't get saved by these weirdos <laughs> <laughs> like i'm too sick to go and also no thank you uh, but don't fall for it wow and this dude like put a real number on him and like because like it, everybody was working to like on him and mm. yeeks and like so they just pa just did this whole fucking peer pressure thing and like this guy ugh, he's like the worst and i like he's a big con man like the book even talk the book talks about how like yeah he was hoping he would he could get out of this revival nonsense uh but it just paid too well right now Seriously. Yeah, and we should we should also mention, <clears throat> excuse me, that the uh, documentary came out in the '60s, but really the time frame yeah. of the events was in the '20s. Yeah, well, yeah. late '20s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's how he got into it, and basically after that he got saved, and he got, and then ever because it was such like a big thing at the school, like oh my god, we saved Elmer Gantry. He was, and like all of like the the. Like the the uh, higher ups in the school were like, oh, this is amazing, Elmer. You got to come and and do a do a speech for us because uh, we want to show that we saved you and all this. And it just went to his head. And he was good in front of an audience. And he was like, and he got convinced. Well, wow, maybe maybe I should uh, become a a preacher. So he went to wow. he, yeah. So that's what convinced him to go to the seminary. So it became like, like their mascot. Yeah, basically, you know, like Scientology has their mascot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm, pupils. Wow. And he like he already like didn't like school that much. He was like a middling student. Like he's just an asshole. Mm. Like he was he would have probably like made his way into being like a mediocre lawyer and just, you know, made money. Uh but with all this like, you know, the the fame of this event, he decides mm. to go to seminary and like he's there and he's like, Alright, it's I don't know about this. Um and yeah, and they're working on him, of course, there, and there's all of that. And wow. I, 
Yeah, he's so he's at seminary and like he, I mean, he really obviously, as you see in the documentary, he enjoys being in front of a crowd and doing yeah. the whole thing. Like he gets into it and like there's kind, there's he's all like these, a barker, isn't he? He's oh all, yeah, you can imagine him at a carnival, you know. There's so many times where it's like he's he like he sometimes he's able to convince himself he believes all of this and that it's all real, and sometimes he's just a con man. Like he's yeah. constantly you know going between the two, sometimes more one the other, but he's usually eventually able to convince himself of his own bullshit uh but so he gets like his first appointment well he's he's still in college um but he gets appointed to um be like um the minister of a small church um and I, this is the Baptist, by the way. He's, he's yeah, Baptist at I, this point. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I, I thought he was Baptist. Yeah, then, he's, he's Baptist. Yeah. Later, like, after after the events of the documentary, like, he switches over to being a Methodist. Well, in the middle, he's kind of, kind of like a weird, like, New Age guy. After <laughs> after the um, the incident with uh, um, Sharon Falconer. Well, again, Sharon Falconer reminds me kind of like almost a Pentecostal, like, with yeah. kind of the extraness yeah. of some of the things yeah. that... I, I, but also, I, I wanted to ask if either of you, like, really know about, like, revivals and stuff, because I've just never, like, I've only heard about them in documentaries, like, or seen I've things. only heard about them in mostly the documentary Carnival. Okay. I, I like, directly- but I grew up evangelical, but we didn't have, yeah. like, revivals and stuff. I mean, there were a lot of weird churches- in, yeah. in Tennessee, uh, I like I never like obviously never went to any revival shit. Um, but like I knew about a lot. Like I definitely knew of like snake handling churches, mm. and I I got conned into going to a church when I was in high school. Oh, this girl talked me into going to her church, and I was like, "All right, I'll go to your church one weekend." Oh, and it's it a was, girl. It's yeah, a girl. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> and like. It was the creep, like, I, like that, like, I mean, obviously I was already, like, wildly against religion, but, like, that was, like, fuck no, I'm never setting foot in a church again. Because, like, wow. it was so insane. First of all, all, men and women separated different sides of the church. We're not, mm-hmm. not interacting at all. Like, keep wow. them separate. We had that in ours. Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah. And <laughs> then, like, like, it wasn't, like, you know, strict, couldn't interact and stuff, but def- definitely sitting separately. Weird. Uh, but then, yeah. like, the whole, the whole fucking sermon was about, like, um, like, I just remember the preacher being like, listen, I, you need to keep your women in control, and I'm not saying be cruel to your wife, but oh, if, no. if you buy yourself a new shotgun, you should get her a sewing machine. Like, like very, wow. just like, <laughs> like, this was his, like, I'm not saying be cruel to your wife. In fact, if you buy yourself a shotgun, hey, you should buy her a sewing machine. Like, what are we fucking talking about <laughs> in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s? Like, yeah. It was very weird, and I, like, I could not get out of there. I, like, I almost, like, like walked out in the middle of it, because <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. yeah. And I guess all these, like, re- revivalists, like, it's really to, like, get people um, excited, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> about so, religion. Yeah. And, and, like, the documentary really touches on it, because it's about all of these revivals happening. Well, it's not about that, but that that's what's happening during the documentary. Yeah. And it really is a way for the church to get more people to go to them, so they could make more money. Yeah. So yeah. they would have kind of these, like, pop-up... T- pop-up churches <laughs> yeah it's basically all right let's get everybody oh, super so enthused weird. about church and then they'll go to some of the local churches yeah yeah so the local churches mm-hmm. give us a bit of a kickback and i guess like one of the more i guess modern day ones would be like billy graham 
Yeah. Ugh. I don't know who Billy Graham is, but I've heard Billy Graham be mentioned oh, in regards to this documentary. Yeah. Um, but I don't know who Billy Graham is. You're, yeah, well, you're not missing anything. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> also, something that like he gets into like later after this is like prosperity gospel shit, like. And I was like, it, you know, because like modern day prosperity gospel is real big, but like they're like talk like I didn't realize it went back this far um, because that's like his whole thing is like, yeah, if you if you believe in Jesus and if you give to Jesus, mm-hmm. you're, you'll be successful in, in you'll making get money. money back. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that this went back that far. And it's really creepy just to hear like the same like terminology. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so he so he, he when he gets his first church. He immediately is uh, trying to uh, seduce the the young um, uh, deacon's daughter, uh, Lulu Baines. Mm. Uh, so I, the the documentary best, best person in this documentary. Absolutely, uh, the the documentary like really uh, like it, it kind of it, it touches on this, but it doesn't go into the full detail. Obviously, because it's you know it's the '60s. It's a shorter documentary, but yeah. basically, her father finds out about about them having a relationship that like again elmer gantry has like completely manipulated her like from minute one uh and he he gets bored with her and then like is just like trying to break it off with her and he's a real asshole and uh the father finds out about it and is like all right listen you're gonna fucking marry my daughter and there's gonna be a straight up shotgun wedding jeez (laughs) Because that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, what, 19, whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, and Elmer's like, oh, no, no, I was wa- I was planning to marry your daughter. I just wanted to, 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 to finish, you know, college first because I want to be able to provide for her properly. So I was planning as soon as I graduate to, to, uh, to ask her for her hand in marriage. That's all. I definitely was going to marry her. No question. Absolutely. And the father's like, all right, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so then Elmer starts being an asshole to her, like, just to, like, you know, like, upset her. And then there's another guy who's completely, has been in love with her forever, but he's, like, kind of a lame-o. He's an idiot. <laughs> like, he's, like, the worst. Uh, I think he's, like, a second cousin to her as well, but, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, a, yeah. yeah early 1900s. <laughs> so that's just what people did. Yeah. Um, um, but she's not particularly interested in him. But th- basically, Elmer has invites both of them on a picnic. And then, like, he's being, like, absolutely cruel to her the whole time. And she's really upset. And this guy is just, like, desperate to comfort her because he's in love with her. Um, and Elmer's like, well, I've got to go and prepare my sermon. So you guys just finish up the picnic. And so she's crying. And then like, he comforts her. And they kiss. Uh, but Elmer's there. W- and he gets the father. And he's like, like brings a flashlight. He's like, "Look, look at them! How, I can't believe I knew there was something going on. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, this wedding is off. This is a scandalous." <laughs> wow. And that's how he gets out of marrying her, and we we see what goes on from that in the documentary. But that's not why he got kicked out of the the college, oh, no. or the seminary. Uh, basically, he's like he's between uh, feeling because he he's he's convinced himself that this happened now and that she betrayed him, even though this was all his fucking doing. So, but he's upset. Uh, about it and then uh he gets drunk basically and he's supposed to do like an easter sermon at a new uh church because he convinces the college to send him to a new church uh but he gets so drunk 
that he can't even fucking do the Easter sermon. Oh. And, like, they and they report him, because they're like, hey, you sent us this guy, and he didn't show up, and we found him, like, drunk with a bunch of, like, fucking businessmen. And so the college <laughs> is like, all right, fuck you, Elmer Tantry. <laughs> all right, you can, you, you can stay an ordained minister, but you're not allowed to finish, you know, your last, like, three months of college. So you're out. And that's how he got fucking kicked out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, that's that's just the backstory that didn't quite make it into the documentary there. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's a lot of backstory, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this it's interesting to to watch this documentary like now knowing all of that because um I because he really was uh very good at speaking and speaking about the Bible yeah. and all of this stuff. So it makes sense that like, oh, he attended seminary school. He was yeah. already kind of doing low key some of that, you know, but not to the to the extent that it was in this documentary. He hadn't quite got there yet. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the documentary then. So we do meet uh, Elmer in the documentary a little later on. He's become a... I guess door-to-door salesman of all the things. Like, he's just selling whatever he can sell. Yeah. I don't quite know what business he's in, but he's selling <laughs> so, all the things. Okay, so another thing. Um, oh, the thank things. you. Yeah, when he goes off and he gets drunk, uh, like, he's he gets he meets up with some um, um, traveling salesmen, and he goes, like, to, and they're like, hey, you're great. We, we love hanging out with you. And they, he did, they didn't know that he was um, a minister. So basically, like, they're just partying it up and, like, drinking because they're, you know, just traveling salesmen. Yeah. And, like, then when he gets you know kicked out of school uh he basically joins up with them and that's so he's this is like a couple of years after that so he just ends up you know being a pretty successful salesman yeah which makes um, sense i mean he yeah. sold nine vacuum cleaners yeah. to one guy absolutely yeah so that's and, how and he ended up in this crew yeah so he's okay. a, you know the these guys that go around they're salesmen they they drink they party with the ladies they <laughs> they do all the things um yeah, but but even in the documentary, you can tell Elmer is, and I think a lot of these traveling salesmen, it's a bit of a shyster, a bit mm-hmm. of a you know, look at looking for the inn to make money. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up in a little tiny town um, where he comes across a revival. It's kind of like it's like, like a sideshow I- revival. <laughs> yeah. Can I They're, talk about something straight yeah. away? I was like, what is with this guy's hair? Oh, Elmer's like, hair? Yeah, because you can... It, it calms down a bit later, but his hair at the start of this documentary is out of trouble. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know how... It, it can't be this messy without purposely styling it as messy. There is... No, like, it's going in every... It's going in a thousand different directions, this hair. <laughs> it's so insane. I, I was, don't know. I feel like, I I feel in, like before I shaved I my head... I was entranced by this hair. I feel like before I shaved my head, that was that was my hair situation. Just, like, out of control. Oh, right. Unwieldy. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I thought it was fun. <laughs> it's it like, was that's just... A, that's I just couldn't take my eyes off the hair. Yeah. It, you know, it was just... Yeah. I think that's the type of hair, like, if you're having just a manic day, your hair is automatically going to be manic. Mm -hmm. And if you're having a calm day, your hair will be a little calmer. It's like like the mood ring of hair. (laughs) Also, the other thing, like, his hair was so manic. And also, Elwood Gantry does not blink. Um, I've noticed this. He does not blink. And it was a combination of the two things. I was just like, ah! Like, and he's just so energetic and manic. I was a bit like, this this guy's scaring me. 
<laughs> he's intense. He is intense. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely intense. But yeah, he comes across um, a roadshow revivalist group ran by Sister Sharon Falconer. Mm-hmm. Um, she is dressed like a milkmaid <laughs> and bring well, milk. Yeah. <laughs> Brings milk in a, a bucket and, you know, talks about uh, kind of what you were talking about earlier, Brad, like this idea of prosperity uh, if you follow the Lord. Um, and I love her whole thing is like, hey, listen, I, I, I was I was just like you guys uh, just working the land and look what I got. Milk. As though yeah. milk was <laughs> magical or something. It's like you just I milk know. a cow. I was like, from a cow? I mean. It's like, that's not. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then she has what I I do I I like a good theme. So she's in the milkmaid costume. <laughs> she's got the milk bucket with the milk in it, and then all of the collection. I'm gonna call them collection plates, but you know they were collection buckets that were all milk buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she really she really knows how to put on a show. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, um, sorry, I- if I could just step back for a sec, because there's one thing in this documentary. Uh, we, we, we see Elmer, like, uh, go to the black church and sing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he does have an amazing voice. Um, yeah, he's he's yeah. a great singer. Um, and the, and the, you know, best music in that church. Absolutely. I yeah. Do, seriously. I, I do find it like I really feel like the documentary is really really pressing some things here. Because another thing Elmer Gantry uh, was quite comfortable with with was the KKK. Um, oh, okay. Um, because in a real um, mirror of modern times, he he was he he understood that a lot of people were upset about the KKK because of you know all of their racist activities but he thought really people deserved their free speech rights and really we should support the clan because they were doing a lot of good things oh wow so <sighs> i don't i don't i don't know i i don't know how much i believe this scene. <laughs> just saying yeah just saying well but he got free food so i totally believe that's something he would do that's true whether he agrees with them or not or likes them or not it's free food and elmer is definitely right away you can see that he is someone who is out for himself so yeah that's true i could i could see him doing that um and and he's like a mess of a, a human. He's he presents well on the outside, but he's a yeah, mess of a human. Definitely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's really taken with Sharon Falconer, and and I think it's because he sees kind of himself in her as well. Yeah, plus, yeah. plus, she's pretty. That she's they're both con people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and she's commanding of this crowd. Yeah. And just easily, all she's doing is putting a bucket out, saying a couple words, and making a shit ton of money. And, and waving some milk around. Yeah, waving some milk around. Yeah. Um, it is interesting, though, because in the documentary, um, she... <laughs> She gets very tired after these, like, revivals. And, and, you know, we'll talk more about kind of, like, how her, well, her life ends um, in the documentary. But it's, like, it's it's a real fine line whether she believes her own bullshit or not. And, and, yeah. mm. and just the fact that she's so exhausted after this, it's almost like, wow, if you really believe you're doing all this, then, yeah, I mean, if the Lord's working through you, you're going to be tired after. <laughs> Mm, yeah and it's interesting in the book they go into this a little bit more because they're like she's she's definitely it's it is definitely both things because yeah um she's she's also got these fake charities that no one ever seems to be able to find um where a lot of the money is going to which is why she can't give her um all of her staff more salary uh Mm because like they're i mean you know there's all she's got to give the money to these charities that no one ever seems to find so she's definitely pulling a con game like she also has these real manic 
episodes where it seems like she starts to believe she's the the, the next messiah. Yeah. And I like I feel like if she hadn't died, she would have formed a cult. Like a full yeah. out like well, cult. Mm-hmm. She reminds me um of there there was an evangelist around that same time, and I feel like she probably had known of this person and was also trying to do the same thing. Um Amy Elizabeth Semple McPherson, who was originally mm-hmm. from okay. Canada and then moved eventually to Los Angeles, but did a lot of um ministry like Pentecostal minister, did a lot of ministry on like Big hair? uh what happened? Big hair? Big, well, as big hair as you're going to get in the early 20s, right? Like, okay. <laughs> they, they weren't allowed to have, like, big, big hair no. at that point. But, um, you know, did a lot of, like, uh, sermons over a megaphone, sermons on the radio. And for uh, a female minister, became extremely popular. And then instead of doing a touring sideshow like um, Mr. Sharon Falconer did, uh, McPherson actually just moved to Los Angeles and got a church to kind of have people visit her since Los Angeles was some place that people would come and visit. So yeah. she, yeah, it was, you know, <clears throat> but I could see Sharon seeing this lady's success and probably being like, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Um, because that's, that's what it reminded me of. It was uh, interesting stuff. Um, and then we got to remember the time too. We've got the prohibition going on. So there's a lot of sin to be had and people like who were involved in quote unquote sinful practices but also like trying to go to church on Sundays so you know you've got a lot of these people who are looking to be and I'm I'm saying these words, but it's a lot of quotation marks around all of these things I'm saying, but a lot of people looking to be saved. And so this is just like easy pickings because you're offering salvation to somebody who's doing something illegal on a regular, consistent basis, but don't know how to get out of it when really the problem is the law. (laughs) It's not these Mm. people. (laughs) Um, But that's, you know, these are the days of like the, in in fact, we see some of it in the documentary, but like the days where people would go into uh, bars, underground bars and like smash everything up. I think they were called smashers actually. (laughs) These people that would like, yeah, bar smashers that would come in and uh, like, even with like hatchets and stuff and like take out these bars. So it's, it's a real wild time. Um, anyway, and then you've got people like Sharon, who's just touring and just taking money. And we we know from the documentary, she she was saving to get her own massive church, so she didn't have to do the sideshow gig anymore, but that's where a, some of the money was going as well. Um, Another thing, um, mm-hmm. because uh, we're this is taking place in uh, um, the the late twenties. Uh, another thing that was going on is uh, the the presidential campaign, uh, Al Smith versus uh, Hoover. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of people freaking out because Al Smith was a Catholic. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of, and definitely um, Elmer Gantry definitely used this a lot. The fact yeah. that you know they they needed to fight off the Catholics trying to take over. So, yeah. 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 I mean, a lot, just a lot of, like, playing into people's fears and um, and traditions. Fears and traditions mm-hmm. that, you know, whether people believed in it or not, but they're societally supposed to believe in. And mm-hmm. uh, nothing like today. Not, not at all. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Everything's uh, changed. Everything's no. changed. Um, the other person I'd like to just touch on briefly is... Uh, Sister Sharon Falkner, one of her assistants, which is Sister Rachel. Oh, man. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I got yeah. a real sister I got Rachel. An on that too. Oh my god. <gasps> oh. Well, okay. let me let me just briefly yeah, touch on it. Sister Rachel, and then please give the update. Because I mean, she's in the documentary, but she's we don't see her like that much. But basically, she's a follower of Sister Sharon Falconer. She leads the singing, the chorus, and the music, and all that. And really, you can tell very devout toward uh, Sharon. Also, just totally head over heels for Elmer. And he uses her, and so does Sharon. Like, they all just use poor Sister Rachel to, for whatever needs that they have. And it's just, um, I just wanted to, to give her a mention because I feel like people really just, she's just used and abused. So, Brad, what is the update on, on Sharon? So, um, Sister Rachel. <laughs> yeah, and again, I, the documentary, I feel, simplifies some things, obviously yeah. for time and because of yeah. know, the 60s. But um, in the book, it, it lays out that, yes, um, uh, she was absolutely infatuated with Elmer. And Elmer, at some point, you know, got bored with uh, Sister Sharon, um, be- as he often did with women. Um, and uh, yeah. he decides to uh, to go after her. And uh, nothing had happened. Uh, but he goes into her room and, like, he he's, he's, like, starting to seduce her. And Sister Sharon catches them and fires both of them. Oh, boy. And because, um, you know, Sister Sharon is t- tends to have a lot of fits. Like, she just gets yeah. angry yeah. and explodes and, you know, has a fit. Um, So then Elmer, of course, went and, like, you know, made up and was like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Little lady, calm down. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> happened. In fact, uh, listen, I was she, I was just telling her that uh, I, I could never be in love with her. Uh, she, was, she was in love with me and I was just telling her it can't happen so uh you just need to calm down and sister sharon's like all right i i'll I'll let i'll let you have your job back but uh, don't let this happen again guess we did not get their job back (sighs) but honestly sister rachel you're better off (laughs) yeah absolutely in fact when elmer like in in you know after the fire when he jumps into the water like the the one thing he had left was uh her address uh, in his coat pockets Wow. Yeah. She's better out of there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I wish they had shown that in the documentary, but, uh, but yeah, she just like absolutely like got used by both of them and then tossed aside. Yeah, yeah. In fact, this is like at least the on the documentary, like Sister Rachel is uh, Gantry's like in to get mm-hmm. to Sharon Balkner. He basically, you know, he's asking her kind of some questions and. Rachel kind of says a small little kind of like story about something that happened in another town and yeah. Gantry uses that to his benefit to act like he knows and has met Sharon before. Um, after jumping on a train, by the way, yeah. it's definitely a train drum. <laughs> like these are the days people just jumped on trains. I say uh, that, but people like jump on trains now, which I find true. very yeah. crazy and wild uh, I- and dirty. <laughs> Just Let's do everything. it. Everything. Let's go uh, jump in a boxcar, Tammy. You know what's not uh, not on uh, these trains where you're just jumping on and not having a ticket? Showers. Showers. Bathrooms. Showers. Not, ah. not on there. Also, oh, open real dirty. boxcars. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, they, so Gantry ends up really just weaseling his way in pretty quickly to her revival 
her i was gonna say her revival show but that's pretty much what it is yeah um and they kind of do like this good cop bad cop where like sharon really focuses on the salvation portion of you know and all the good things and prosperity that god can give you and gantry is like hey just you don't want to burn in hell so yeah they're good cop bad copying it yeah um yeah he's real he's that real like fire and brimstone sermon and uh yeah sharon is which makes sense i mean he's definitely got like the booming voice for it and and sharon is more angelic so um because of this they're getting attention from a church council in zenith winnemac which is a larger city um and i love that sharon by the way also has a manager uh bill morgan (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay but you know again again like you've got these evangelists that are on the radio already and um later on that's kind of how billy graham becomes like this really famous evangelist and you've got all these people that are like using the entertainment industry as their venue and so i guess it makes sense to have a manager yeah (laughs) but so weird i mean because they're basically like it's basically a road show i mean it's like you know they've got they've got music it's entertainment like Mm -hmm. yeah you've got a whole crew sharon talks about it at one point in the documentary but it's like you know she's got all kinds of people as part of like her team yeah um and bill morgan production yeah exactly yeah that's what it is it's a a touring production broadway show yeah so, and Bill is more like, hey, you're not really ready to get out of these small venues, but Gantry sees dollar signs. And so he's like, oh, no, you're totally ready. Let's go to Zenith. <laughs> um, and I feel like Sharon is, uh, she wants the accolade. She wants the money for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think she's very nervous about doing this on her own. So I think having Gantry there is the only reason she feels confident enough to, to move yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, in Zenith, they meet with some of the church leaders, uh, because they're going to have to be the ones to kind of, I guess, fund it. Do they help fund it? Is that how that works? So, yeah, basically the idea is that they, they put down the upfront money for them to be there Mm -hmm. and they get like a, a portion of the proceeds the last day of the revival. They get that money plus like a certain like percentage uh, of course, Sister Sharon's giving most of it, and of course, she's got a lot of schemes to get more of it. <laughs> yeah. But they're getting a percentage, but mostly they're getting uh, converts to, uh, like, the local churches, is the yeah. idea. that most, Mainly, they're going to get a bunch of people in a religious fervor, um, get yeah. them to, you know, sign these cards, which I love. They keep talking oh, about these so cards. Yeah. Like, that they're going to be good Christians, so that that way, they'll start going to church, and they'll be guilted into going to the churches, and, you yeah. know so i could talk about the filming of this first revival like um i prefer to talk the rest about the of parade my life. i want to well, talk yeah. about the well, that, that, sorry that's where i'm starting okay <laughs> all the way through because <laughs> yes it's so wild to me and i'm like because i mean up until this point we've seen pieces of the uh-huh. revivals right like just here and there you know they've, they've just filmed little pieces of it but this is really because it was such a big deal and a turning point in um sharon's store you know like life really i mean <laughs> eventually led to her death um they they did a lot uh in the documentary around the beginning starting with the parade all the way through the revival so yeah brad you want to start with the parade i just like they get them to throw a parade for them for yeah, sister got, like, sharon coming to the town eagle scouts walking like, yeah, the the clowns. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah it is ridiculous 
It's and, so crazy. And it's just because, like, they've gotten the town council, like, and, like, you know, the church leaders to, like, put all this money up. So they're really pushing this thing. And, yeah. you know, this is the difference between a big city, you know, and the small towns they're used to. It's like... Like, there's more money, there's more, there's more uh, to do about the whole thing. And this is just advertising and it's insane. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, people throwing rice out of windows. Like, it's just, um, you know, there's signs, a knockout for Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sister Sharon, goodbye, Mr. Devil. <laughs> the, yeah, also- the signs are the best. Yeah, they're also uh, putting a Dr. Elmer Gantry on a lot of signage, yeah, which, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. not so much. Not so much a doctor. What is yeah. he meant to be a doctor of? Of, of religion. Later oh. later, um, later in life, he did get his doctorate in religion um, from a uh, religious school that he coincidentally um, ma- made a donation to. Um, oh. <laughs> weird. They gave him a doctorate after that. Um, that doesn't happen now either. And by made a donation, I mean, like, he did a revival <laughs> that made money for them. Oh, God. So, uh, wow. yeah. He's, he's, he's the worst. Yep. Yeah, and we, we should also just mention that a lot of this, um, the filming of a lot of the documentary and also the write up so where we've gotten a lot of information, came from Jim Lefferts, who was a journalist at the time. And mm-hmm. um, so he, he really followed Sister Sharon, and especially once Elmer got involved, he, he really traveled along with them. He was a he's a big city reporter. <laughs> and um, and I think it was more for because he's an atheist and he's openly an atheist. There's no like question there or anything like that. But it's almost like he's taken with how crazy this is and that, you know, and and the uh, shenanigans the that go along. Yeah, the pageantry and the shenanigans wow. for them, like really just like how are these how is Sharon and Elmer really like getting all these people to just hand over money? Yeah. 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 So I think that that's and and in some of his writing, that is his take on things like, hey, th- these guys are like scammers. Like, can't <laughs> how are people not seeing this? Um, but he writes all the way from Sharon's like sermons all the way to bringing uh, Elmer along into into these larger venues. But he's writing primarily about the revival. Revivals are a sham. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I feel like the documentary is really pushing though to make it seem like he he likes them like as people. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I I really I got I guess a lot of questions about the documentary. Yeah, because I I mean yes I I see definitely where they're doing that, but also it's like uh, outside of the the take of the documentary, which we said sixties, trying not to piss off too many Christians while they're doing this documentary. Um. I can see him being more fascinated. Not that he likes them as people, but just the fascination around, like, this is wild. This is wild. Like, people need to know about this because he is writing about it being a sham. So yeah, and I think I think that's more realistic than I. I think they really he the documentary really tries to use him to sympathize them, which I think is questionable. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So in the revival itself, um. I'm trying to find some. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm I'm at the part of the documentary where where Elmer is telling like everyone. I think this is where they're talking about signing the cards and everything. <laughs> but they have their whole team set up of okay, you guys got to wear buttons. They have people speaking that speak different languages. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I think thought when is they were wild. having them fill out cards, I thought it was going to be like a um, 
you know, a healing thing, like, you know, later like on a, the documentary. Like a prayer card or something. Yeah, you know, where they say, oh, my name's this, and I've got a bad foot. And then, like, you know, they read it out, and they're like, and this person has a bad foot, and this can be healed by Jesus. And they're like, how did you know? Even though they filled it out on a card <laughs> 20 minutes before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so this is... A real P- Peter Popov situation. <laughs> Definitely. Um, You've got people on the outside of the revival with, you know, repeal prohibition. Even Jesus drank wine <laughs> or made wine or whatever. Well, he drank and made, I guess. If oh, yeah. You believe it, so... um. There's free think the free thinkers group is there, which I find fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, another another thing that I think is fascinating from the book is um, Elmer Gantry's like first like religious speech, like the one he did in college, like after mm-hmm. he got saved by that crazy guy. He basically cribbed uh, a Robert Ingersoll like anti-religion speech, but he just kind of inverted that <laughs> to make it about being pro-religion. And, what? Like. Yeah, it was largely ripped off. Like, he just took a lot of the themes and a lot of the language from that and just changed it around to suit his purposes. Because, wow. like, he didn't have time to think anything up that, he, that was good. And throughout his entire career, all of his love talk, that's all pulled from Ingersoll. Oh, my God. Like, his entire wow. career, he keeps reusing the same bits of this to the point where he doesn't even remember where it came from. But, yeah, he pulled it all from Atheist. Wow. What happened to his friend? The one who was sick? The atheist so, friend? Yeah. The atheist so, friend, yeah. Do you um, know what happened to him? Yeah, so years, years, years. I mean, obviously they stopped being friends. Um, but years later, way way after a documentary takes place, when he's kind of a, a real big, you know, name, he's got a huge church. He actually runs into him and he's like, oh, wow, it's so good to see you again. Um, you should you should come by the house. We'll have dinner. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he never shows up. <laughs> oh, just like, oh, wow. Just like, no, thanks. Pass. Wow. Um, yeah, some, ghosted. <laughs> ghosted. Some other signs at this uh, revival um, is class of 27 says revivals are sophomoric. <laughs> I love these guys. I love these oh, like old-timey yeah. college guys. Yeah. Yeah. And what so many part great signs. Of the, this, this, I thought Brad was there. I was mm-hmm. like, wait a second. I thought this took place in the 20s, but this sign says, in what part of the body is the soul? <laughs> great. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Brad, what's the soul? Uh, great question. I love these college dudes that are just there to make fun of yeah. this. It's like yeah. a huge group. Oh yeah, it's they're massive. Um, but then you have other things like uh, like the Zenith Can Company employees. Like they're all there. We love yeah. you, sister. Which it's like, oh my god, this was like a whole like you took your employees to a revival. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the well, Babbitt real estate one I got because Babbitt was also on the council, so he was paying for part of it. But I was like, was Zenith also on the council? So part of the thing is because, like, it's the 20s and there's a lot of, like, unions are strong at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, like, like, like these, like, city leaders and, like, influential businessmen, um, they're trying to get, they're trying to use religion to dismantle socialism. Oh, got it. I again, things right. haven't changed that much. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and they're saying, oh, if you if you're not religious, it's going to lead to communism. It's going to lead to unions. Um, so we've got to stop unions. I mean, we've got to uh, save religion. Which is so weird when like if people actually just broke down, like, okay, what is the tenets of like Christianity? Right? It's like totally socialist. Like, mm-hmm. I it, it so it none of it just none of it makes sense. None of it 
it makes sense ever. Here, then, never. It just not, none of it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, uh, um, yeah, but I'm seeing in the documentary all these these young guys. It's really funny. Just sign twirlers. What price is salvation? Because they know it's like all it is is about money. Um, but you have basically these this young group of guys, and then which Jim, the uh, journalist, is like all about. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love like the striped sweaters and the jackets, man. Like yeah, like old timey college clothes. And I mean, we talked about this with the uh, the horse feathers documentary too. Mm-hmm. Man, I I wish I wish that was still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at one point, like. The cops are kind of, like, asked to leave, and Elmer's like, don't do that because you're going to make... I mean, basically, they would make martyrs out of these kids. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if they took them for... There was no... There would have been no reason to take them out. They weren't actually doing anything. Um, I mean, I do love that they're just kind of, like, marching in a circle <laughs> yeah. during the whole thing. Like, it's great. It's so funny yeah. to me. These just rabble-rousing college kids. Yeah. Um, and so Sharon is like freaked out. I mean, this is the first time she's in a big city to do her revival. Um, and also she knows she's got people. I mean, you know, in these small towns, everybody's there to support her. Everyone that's going to go to one of her revivals is there because they, they want to hear this lady speak. So yeah. it's also like one of the first times where she's got a lot of people there protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she goes out, uh, I believe this is the one where she goes out and she does the prayer, right? She has yeah. everyone pray. And she's wearing all white. It's very angelic. Very angelic. Um, but yeah, she she instead of having everything with music and all that, it's just she keeps it super simple and just has everyone pray. She's great. I mean, yeah. as far as acting goes, she's... But again, it's like that fine line. Like, I think she believes some of it. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's the, a, that's a real thing in the book too. Like they keep uh, stressing how all of these like you know religious people like it's a constant like going between like conning people and like somehow convincing themselves of, the, of what they believe. Yeah, so crazy. I mean, yeah. and and you know, afterwards she's like completely exhausted. But that one I understood too. It wasn't even just. I mean, gosh, you know, to have to. Her nerves probably alone mm-hmm. would have mm-hmm. made her exhausted afterward. Um, uh, Elmer is just lapping it up. He's just like... <laughs> Loves the spotlight. All all the people. Yeah, and he. this is one of the many times where he goes to like really get into Sharon's pants. Uh, but she's passed out sleeping. Yeah. So... Oh, we passed by. I also love the one where like Elmer's like like brings a monkey onto the stage. Oh my gosh! Yes, so wild. And he's got like a little chimpanzee friend. I was like, friend. I I, li- I did like a double take. I was like, hang on, is that a monkey? Like, what, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, and he's doing a whole thing about like uh, Darwin says this is your great grandfather. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Worst dude. Um, and at this point, especially after this large revival, this is when Jim is like, okay, this is, this is getting ridiculous because this is like too, like before it was like these small towns and this is like too much. So, um, he even confronts, uh, Sharon and Gantry and is like, you don't even have any credentials. Like who says you can even go and do this? Like (laughs) there's just nothing. Yeah. Um, it's just anyone can do it. Yeah, uh, we do learn that Falconer, and I don't know, Brad, if the book goes into Sharon's, like, because her real name is Katie Jones, mm-hmm. and she had, a, like, a very humble beginning, um, but she she admits she, like, created this 
character of Sharon Falconer, and now she really is her. Like, that's her chosen yeah. identity. So does the book go into any of her background it does, at all? and, like, it's mm. even wilder, because there's, like, three levels of her identity. Because, oh, my God. Oh, wow. At first she tells, um, she, first she tells Elmer, yeah, I, I'm, I was, I was from a, you know, a wealthy, um, southern family, and they actually go to her family plantation, and it's like, yeah, my, my, my parents have passed away, but, but, uh, you know, our servants are still here, and, uh, like, they're always so happy to see me, and, like, then Elmer finds out that, oh, no, that's not actually true, she just bought that place, like, a year ago, and... <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, and like, yeah, the servants are nice to her because like they're paid, and she's like never there. So, um, and, but like her father was like a bricklayer. Uh, but like it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's like humble backgrounds, yeah. and she just decided that she wanted, uh, you know, fame and fortune and wild. Yeah, yeah, huh. I, it's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I did find that interesting, kind of that reveal in the documentary, too. It was just like, wow. So, I mean. Also, in her house, um, she has built, like, this crazy, like, altar. And she puts on this, like, crazy robe with, like, all sorts of, like, uh, Buddhist and, like, Indian, like, religious symbols. And uh, she she's one of, she has one of her weird manic spells where uh, she believes she's the messiah and she's, like, speaking oh. in tongues. Um, it's yeah, it's very strange. Wow. Yeah, I think something is speaking wrong in tongues with... thing is like <laughs> yeah, yeah speaking, that, that thing always creeps me out. We do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we definitely have it here. I That's know. I I mean, so. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I I don't know. Probably somewhere, but yeah. You guys aren't that crazy. Oh, okay, Claire. <laughs> We're crazy in other ways. I will say in the book, there's also there's sort of like two manager people, not just this main guy we have here. There's also an actually a British guy. Oh, um, so we got a British con man. <laughs> um, hmm. um, but Elmer actually ends up replacing Hooray! him pretty swiftly. But he's the one that like gets gives uh, um, Sister Sharon a lot of like poetry and things to use in her sermons. Um, but as they're moving on to like the bigger cities and stuff, like uh, like it becomes clear that they need less of like the poetry and more of like the Elmer Gantry um, um, mm. bombastic nonsense. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of when he gets replaced, and then he dies. Like I think. A couple of months later, like in a pool hall in Mexico. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how we all hope to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like a gambling debt uh, gone wrong. Eek. Oh boy. So Claire, you could your representation there. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so uh, weird. I was gonna say, Tammy, uh, us Brits are crazy in other ways. Like we have a we have a royal we have a monarchy still. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I mean, I mean that that is your like revivalist religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how that's still a thing. And that people are still so crazy about it. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> it's not it. just that it's a thing. It's just, like, people are still all about it. Like, <laughs> it's so weird to me. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so... They... Okay, so... Where was I? I think we were just after that, um... Oh, when the, when Jim, Jim is... Yeah, and Jim was writing stories about them. And yeah. so... The council is like, hey, like, this guy's calling you out as a sham. This isn't good for business. <laughs> and so um, Elmer does something very smart. And he's like, well, he basically blackmails people into letting him on the uh, radio. Yep. Um, Which, man, I like, this fucking newspaper guy, like... 
I mean, I, I don't know how he fell for this argument because it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, because, like, the argument is basically he, they have to defend themselves, but it costs money, and so he's making Babbitt pay for the actual airtime. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're getting on for free, but also it's like no. an hour of broadcast a day. Yeah. Right? I think I think it's like an hour or something. It's it's a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think this is when they start doing, like, all the shenanigans in that town. Like, they're getting on the thing for an hour. They're, like, in a boxing ring. It... <laughs> Yeah, I can they're hear, doing like, all the... kinds of stunts. Um, he, he actually gets himself um, deputized as a policeman. Yeah. Because, like, basically he goes to the cops and is like, hey, um, here's a list of places you can you can go to, to, to root out sin. And there's, like, there's drinking and all this other stuff and prostitution. Um, by the way, that list is uh, coincidentally um, um, <laughs> places that aren't affiliated with any of the uh, uh, business people that are paying him. Yeah. Weird, huh? Weird. Yeah. Um, it's their competition. Um, but after the police don't take it seriously and, you know, break it up enough, um, because, you know, they're taking money, <laughs> too. Um, then Elmer, like, gets him, like, hey, listen, if you deputize me, I'll go in there and root it out myself. So they give him, like, you know, they make him a deputy and give him some cops, and they go and do a big dramatic scene where they fucking bust up places that are all, you know, kind of low end, not the, not, you know, not affiliated with people giving him money. <laughs> yeah. So one of these places that they bust up is where Lulu is uh, is a prostitute. So, mm-hmm. um, and when Gantry sees her, he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, because um, we find out that um, after her her father kicked her kicked her out of the house after catching her with Elmer. Yeah. So, and this is where she's ended up. Yeah, and it, it's I mean that's not to uh, be judgy against her because she seems like she's fine with that lifestyle. Like she, it's not like. I mean, I'm sure for at the, maybe at one point it was probably the only option she had when she was kicked out at, like, I think she said she was 19 or 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a teen. Um, but she doesn't seem mad about it. She seems... <laughs> this, is, this is just her job, so... Uh, but Best it's, person uh, in documentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but at the same time, Elmer is also, like, really just working Sharon. Just working her. I mean, kissing her. There was there was one time that I was like, "Is he gonna rape her?" <laughs> yeah. But uh, and that that's really when uh, she kind of let him in, meaning like she told him about her real name. She told him about her hopes of having this massive church, um, and she does end up sleeping with him. Oh yeah, but he's super creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. But she's like, "No, no, I'm not gonna." And he's just like, eh, "Come under my peer of love." And it's just, mm, I don't like it. No, no. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> no one wants whole, to they're... make love under a pier. There's going to be like pelicans and stuff under there. <laughs> Is that where they live? I don't know. Raccoons. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do feel like he's into Sharon because she's pretty and also like he sees dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Um. So Lulu calls and she's got an idea that she is going to blackmail uh, Elmer. So she invites him over. She has a photographer like ready. Um, And back then it's not like we have on our our phones now where it's like, oh, you can just turn the shutter off on your camera phone, (laughs) which you should. Who has their fucking shutter sound on on their phone? Seriously. (laughs) Those are monsters. Those are real life monsters. <laughs> like every time I get a new phone and that, you know, it's not automatically oh, yeah. turned yeah. off. It's like, oh, fuck. What's it, what, what am I doing? I feel like a real creep. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Sharon, Sharon didn't have that. She, she had to have this guy, like, kind of a little further back so you couldn't hear the shutter sound. <laughs> I played some music over it, so... Um, but yeah, she got him in a couple compromising photos, even though he didn't actually end up, like, sleeping with her or anything. Um, and you could tell Lulu actually still had feelings for Elmer, to an extent. Mm. Um... But since that wasn't happening, she was like, okay, yeah, this is, I'm done with this guy. Let's, let's blast these pictures out everywhere. Um, so she does send them to Sharon to get money from Sharon. And it's, it's a pretty hefty amount. It was like 25,000 or something, right? Yeah. Which, especially in the twenties, my God. Oh yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And the fact that Sharon just has that in cash, that tells you a lot as well. Just lying around. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be in exchange for the negatives and any of the pictures. So Sharon goes to give her the money, um, but Lulu just refuses to accept it. She's like, fuck this. And then she just gives the <laughs> pictures to the front page of the paper. Um, and this is interesting, too, because Jim decided to not use the pictures, even though they were offered to him first. Yeah. Which, again, I'm I- like, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> What do you think yeah. about Jim? I mean, his whole his whole explanation is like, well, listen, I like these photos could very likely be staged. There's no way to know what this is about. This just seems more like it's vindictive than there's actually news here. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just sort of pornographic exploitation. Yeah, I mean, and he he I, said he goes, it's it's really just proof that this guy's human. I mean, whatever. But I'm like, I don't know, like this guy's, you know, this guy's like a line grifter that is like, yeah. I feel like, I, listen. If you want to say in, you know, our times of 2022, uh, that, uh, that <laughs> pointing out hypocrisy is kind of useless at this point because everybody mm-hmm. knows. But, like, in the 20s, I feel like pointing out hypocrisy was pretty useful still. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but I kind of feel like, okay, he's already done an actual journalistic write-up of that these people are a sham. And they're turning this back around to to be a positive for them and i'm like so if it takes these photos to take this couple out and stop yeah. scamming people then i mean at the end of the day it's like okay well you already did the uh the journalist with integrity <laughs> write up yeah. like now just post the pictures now play dirty yeah exactly yeah i mean i feel like even if you don't show the photos you could put a write-up like we received you know photos that are of a scandalous nature yeah um we don't we don't know the specifics of what they mean but they certainly show elmer gantry in the embrace of a woman that is not his wife because he does not have one yeah Uh, yeah. like i feel like you could at least do that i feel like they're bending over backward it's sort of like every time that like the new york times would write a glow up uh glowing article about Oh wow! The, these these well dressed Nazis certainly um, certainly have some interesting points of view, but they're yeah. so nice looking. Yeah, like you don't yeah. have to do lifting for the other side. No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this at this point, I was kind of like, oh, okay, Jim. Yeah. All right, Jimbo. <laughs> get out of here, Jim. Yeah. Um, I mean, because yes, I get that he he ha- has integrity as a writer, but exactly what you're saying, Brad, he could have just written up mm-hmm. like the factual statement of here's what we received. Yeah. Don't even have to publish the photos. No. Um, but the one other paper did publish the photos. And uh, that's how you sell think, papers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
if you if you would like to make money, uh, yeah, it was uh, the Brad's a real J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Zenith Telegram posted the papers. <laughs> it's uh, the preacher's praise. The preacher praise is what the headline over the pictures are. Um, yeah, so. When that I, happened, I feel like they should have published more photos of the creepy stuffed animals in Lulu's bedroom. <laughs> oh, the, full on monkey crime. Oh. There's a monkey crime, there's a panda crime. Oh yeah, there's like just like a weird little like doll. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but yeah, so after that is I mean, just everywhere. Extra, extra read all about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh the town really turns against uh Gantry. And Sharon, you know, obviously. Um, to the point where, like, people are showing up just to th- throw tomatoes at them. Like, the crazy thing, of, like, that whole scene where everyone's just coming oh, to, like, where there's a whip involved? The yeah. whip is there? The whip guy and also the trumpet guy. The yeah. Yeah. Thing is oh, just the like, trumpet guy's amazing! Because when he first started playing the trumpet, I thought it was, I, I at first thought it was their trumpeter that was, like, trying to, you know, just, you know cover up the crowd noise but then i no. realized no that's a harassing trumpeter this just jazz trumpeting <sighs> in elmer's face he's my favorite it's, like it's such a wild way to harass them he's just like, to, like oh, jazz I jazz be at a them. harassing trumpeter it's so i just great. want to well, go and harass people so, with my trumpet yeah, oh. so and and what i love about this trumpeter is he didn't come with that trumpet it was the trumpet of one yeah, of their band members and as he was running out and he comes back to grab oh. Rachel, the, that dude harassing trumpeter grabs that trumpeter's trumpet oh. <laughs> to go harass Elmer. He's my hero. He's so great. And then someone else had grabbed the drums. <laughs> I love Man. Oh. Um, and at first, Lulu was all like excited about it, but then she saw how crazy the crowd was and she was like, oh, I she didn't want all this. She didn't want all this. Not as crazy as the crowd is uh, later. No. Yeah. Um, Poor Crutches, man. Never forget. I, yeah. <laughs> He's dead now. Yeah. These these people are... For, for a small group of folks, though, that showed up to protest. There's also a guy that's wild a, people. That's doing a real mm-hmm. January 6th. Um, there's a guy that just grabs the American flag and is waving it around. <laughs> 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 the, the QAnon shaman of his day. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, people are just, like, taking the chairs off the stage and just throwing them down. I mean, I, this trumpeter and the drum guy. The, <laughs> the drum guy is just standing. He's now turned the drum on its, like, so it's facing oh, up. And so just good. banging the shit out of it. So good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, I, oh, I see January 6th guy. <laughs> And again, again, fucking Jim is getting in here and like, you know, like fighting these guys off. I'm like, Jim, I like you are too close to your subject material. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what yeah. I think ended up happening for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And poor Lulu just goes running out. Yeah. Sharon just is like beside herself. She just does not know what's happening. She is just like, I, I mean, this lady had hopes and dreams of having her own church. Yeah. There is the thing that, like, in me that was, like, I mean, obviously, I don't, I'm not, like, pro this lady having a big church. But also, I saw it as, like, here's this lady who had a goal and then got sidetracked by Elmer. 
psychiatry and then lost yeah. her life because of it. Yeah. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's, she's a monster and she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, but. She just wanted her own mega church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Elmer Gantry is just like a, a <laughs> fucking storm of a human going through the world. Yeah. And everyone gets, gets away, destroyed. Got free, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. Oof. Um, Lulu ends up talking. I'm assuming that's her pimp because he beats the so, shit. Yeah, yeah, he beats the shit out of her for not selling the pictures and just giving Ooh, them away. These slaps as well with a newspaper. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is gonna hurt. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but Elmer comes in and just I I guess in some ways saves Lulu or at least stops her from getting the shit beat out well, he, of her. I think he oh. starts, you know. Beating up the pimp. Yeah, he yeah he yeah. beats up the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> he might have murdered him. How he threw him like down it? the stairs. Oh, he killed him. I mean, oh, I'm okay with that. Now. I was okay. I mean, all these people are dead because this was a long, long time ago. Yeah, that's true. They're all dead now. <laughs> yeah, but this guy died in 1929 because Elmer Gantry killed him. <laughs> Gantry basically is kind of like just. I mean, he's not obviously wanting to get back with Lulu or anything, but he does feel bad that she also is like being getting the shit beat out of her. Um. Gantry believes it's pretty much over for him. He's even drinking with Jim now. There's, you know, because he's just going to leave town. He's like, okay, I'm I'm out of here. Um, and uh, Jim talks him out of it. He's, he thinks that him and Sharon are in love. Yeah. Which I find, again, odd. No. Oh, it's... Mm, you can't love an Elmer Gantry. You're going to get burned, Tammy. This is my life lesson for you. <laughs> For me, why me? I don't know. I mean, also you're the, the only bo- one of us that's found love, so I don't want you finding love again with an Elmer Gantry. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry, my Brent. god! <laughs> no. Also, in the book, they go into it more. It's like uh, Elmer, like he he wants to he he does want to marry her, but she doesn't want to get married because she wants to, you know, you know, have her mega church, um, and Ooh. like she's afraid that like if she marries him, then you know he'll like you know take over and he wants to marry her partly so he can take over <laughs> like that's part of his goal is to take over the megachurch yeah there's always a scheme yeah <laughs> with elmer gantry he's oh, always yeah. scheming oh yeah definitely yeah i mean she did end up using that money at kind of like it's a building but she makes it fucking look like a tent it's so weird <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a tent made out of tissue paper. It's a tent on the inside that's made out of Mm -hmm. tissue paper, but it's in an actual building. It's a wooden... uh, Outside, it's a wooden building on a pier. Inside, it's... It's a a tinderbox. Entirely made of tissue paper and flammables. (laughs) Entirely. And another thing, throughout the documentary, they've mentioned they keep having trouble with, like, um, like, code enforcement (laughs) giving them problems about like the number of people there and like that it's it's against fire regulations god yeah yeah i mean but they're pretty good at like uh manipulating the the locals into um overlooking that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now we see why the uh firefighters were like hey get all all, don't have all these people in here in this tinder box with tissue paper (laughs) um so Elmer is actually there to tell Sharon goodbye. I've got to get out of here. Um, but she thinks he's there to be with her, and he does stick around long enough to start seeing her sermon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one douchebag who's smoking that starts the whole problem. <laughs> hey guys, stop smoking! Yeah. Stop smoking! 
Um, for a minute, also, I thought this cigarette that was thrown on the floor was Elmer Gantry as well. And I was like, wow, he murdered all those people, but he didn't. <laughs> no, no. It's it just some a... random dude who was smoking yeah. and then threw it over into a... Into, like, a cans of petrol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's some all, kind all of, the, like... All yeah. the uh, um, rags covered in oil and uh, gasoline. Seriously. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm surprised that fire didn't start faster. Like, I, mm-hmm. it, it actually took a little bit for it to, I mean, but once it got going, forget it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but she starts giving her a sermon. She's got all the people there because, oh, by the way, Lulu went ahead and like retracted and said that she had, like, it was all a setup. So that's why all these people are now following Sharon again. Like, oh, how, how could we have doubted you? How could Sister Sharon? So we've got this guy. And his wife brings him, who can't hear anything. He also seems blind. <laughs> that, uh, so you mean the guy that can't hear anything? Yeah. I think he also needs to have his sweat problem uh, healed as well. Because this guy's got like like little little um, l- like streams of sweat just running all over him. And no one else is sweating. I don't know what's going on with this guy. He's yeah. a real kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, so he goes up there and I, I I'm just I'm not sure what happens here because the documentary makes it seem like she actually cured this guy of his deafness, which I find not true. <laughs> so. Yeah, so in the book it goes into like the faith healing stuff a, okay. a bit more. Because she'd been doing that for a while. And she was like and she was like it was remarkable how many how many people she was able to heal. And even more remarkable that some of them even seem to still be healed the next day. But, <laughs> some um, of them. Yeah, some of them. <laughs> but for the most part, no. It was just like, you know, delusion. People, you know, thinking that are... And I think even in this one in particular, like, yeah, the the guy couldn't hear. And then, like, he said he could hear. Then almost immediately, like, he couldn't hear. <laughs> you know, he's still reading lips and not, not actually yeah. Like, healed. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where you, you he's convinced himself that, like, you know, like, a lot of these faith healing things, like, you, it's either, like, adrenaline and, like, you know, self-delusion. You want it to be true. Yeah. You swept up in it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, a lot of times, also, Elmer would pay people to, uh... That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> there was a lot of phony balonies in there as well. But also, I just love... Okay, so, so Bill Morgan, who's been on the road as Sharon's manager, like, this guy comes walking up and Morgan just goes, you should take him to a doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> he doesn't believe that Sharon can, like, heal yeah, this guy either. Of course not. Of course not. Uh... So and and it's really weird too because like the wife tells the story of how he became deaf and he wasn't born deaf it was just uh, one day he woke up deaf like a storm woke him up yeah. and he said well, he no, couldn't hear the thunder the storm woke him up but he couldn't hear the thunder but he could feel it so I was like so is this psychosomatic like yeah yeah because yeah, that's that's what I was thinking I'm like well if it came on just like out of nowhere it could have been you know. I'm sure, like you're saying, it was psychosomatic. So if he just believed it, it could have just... Yeah. I don't want to say heal itself because it wasn't actually <laughs> broken. <laughs> it was like... Um, it was just very strange that the documentary put this in there. But I guess to your point, Brad, like she was doing all this stuff and we just hadn't seen it in the documentary so far anyway. Yeah. I, I think, I think yeah, the rest of this, I think the documentary really paints things in a favorable picture towards them. And we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she, uh, again, 
all the quote and unquotes, she heals him. And um, so everyone, I, I mean, all all the people who have issues are now going up to her. Then the fire, it starts to become like uh, noticeable. noticeable. I think that's <laughs> when it actually hits the, because it's yeah. on the rags before and that's when it hits the like, I think, I feel like this is like cans of turpentine or something. It's like they've been painting yeah. this place. That's, that's what I, I thought it was like, yeah, old paint cans and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it really goes up. Yeah. And again, building made out of like nothing <laughs> and tissue paper added on. So <laughs> building made out of matches. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Elmer tries to, to save Sharon, but she's not leaving anywhere. And again, this is going back to this idea that she really just there's this fine line that she believes her bullshit. Yeah. Um, so she she kind of goes up with the place. Um, and people are, I mean, thankfully they are on a pier because people are just falling into the water at least. So, all right. <laughs> Here's where I feel like the documentary smooths over some things. Okay. Oh no! Luckily, most of the people there for the uh, revival, most of them get out. There was yeah. a, ch- a child was trampled. Um, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, uh, yeah, a couple the of people. Crutches guy? Crutches yeah, guy? yeah. That guy. Um, so a co- there are a couple of people that die inside there. Um, but the thing is, because you know they're you know they're they're towards the entrance. There's still like a crazy rush, and yeah, people are trampled and some people die. But most of the people that were um, you know parishioners there, they they escape. Sharon's people, like all the you know the musicians and all that. They because they're up front, they can't get to the exit in the back quick enough. But uh-huh. luckily, there is a door up front that they can escape through into the water and like you know jump over and then get to the water. But the thing is that door opens it opens it pulls into the inside and there's such a crush of people that Mm. they can't get the door open Mm. until elmer gantry comes along and shoves everybody out of the way so he can get through (laughs) (laughs) Um, in the last seconds before everything you know uh, explodes and he's the only member he's the only actual member of the church that makes it out wow oh because he shoved everyone out of the way and then jumped. Yeah, if we haven't wow. mentioned it before, Elmer Gantry's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a big yeah. dude. Yeah. He's a monster. Also, uh, also, it describes them as the fire starts. He sees the smoke first because he's obviously up on the stage and he sees it, but he doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to cause a panic. So he's just kind of hoping it's not that bad. <laughs> <sighs> He murdered them. Oh, he's such so he oh, saw the awful. smoke and he's like, "Oh, there's a fire. Hopefully, it's not too bad because because this would like you know fuck up our shit." So yeah, he's just, like, "Maybe uh, hurry up, Sharon. Maybe it'll so maybe it'll it, just burn itself out." So and in like, the documentary, it, he was already out the door. He was yeah. leaving, meaning he was leaving Sharon and the church behind. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he saw the fire first and didn't say anything. Yeah, no, no. But that night, was he planning on still leaving Sharon at all? No. Okay. No, I think I I think I think we're doing a lot of heavy lifting for Elmer Gantry in this documentary wow. to make it look a lot better. And I can talk about you know when we finish here, I can talk about you know what happened um, after this for him that might be part of the reason for that. Yeah, because at this point, afterward, people are like you know sad, obviously, because yeah. people died, um, and normal humans would be sad about that. Um, but. Uh, he leads basically elmer leads a spiritual with their followers after you know they they're like oh you know because they know that he he's basically second in command to sharon yeah you know so um and morgan asks gantry to stay i mean and then gantry says that uh 
you know, that he, basically that he's not staying and he leaves. And that's kind of how the documentary He away smiling. Uh-huh. He's like, ha ha ha, suckers. Yeah. Well, he's happy to be alive. <laughs> Yeah. In the fire, uh-huh. so. And he's like, takes care of that problem of uh, uh, me sleeping with Sharon and maybe her being pregnant because clearly she was a virgin. I don't know if she knows about contraception. Yeah. Well, it's I'm also the saying, 20s. It's also the 20s. Opinion. I'm not sure like what all the true. <laughs> what great concert- contraception they <laughs> would have had anyway. Yeah. That is true. Uh, Brad, all right. So that's the end of the documentary yeah. portion. Go ahead, continue. So after this, like you, you know, it's you know after the the high successes of you know going around with uh, Sharon, you know, there's he's he's really like there's nothing that's really gonna you know you know get that same high. <laughs> so he ends up he oh, for a no. while he's doing like new age shit and like he makes some money doing that for for a few years and he's like yeah doing like, with all of that spiritualism and all that. Um, he's doing like a you know a group with that. And then he's doing like prosperity gospel stuff, where it's like he's talking to like business groups and selling classes on like how um, through religion um, you can get rich. Mm. And uh, from that, he runs and he meets like a, a really famous um, Methodist high up person in the Methodist church. And he talks him into, you know, becoming um, a Methodist minister. So he switches over, becomes a Methodist. He like he has to start off in like a small church because, you know, he's got to work his way up the ranks. But yeah. he's Elmer Gantry. So, of course, he's good at that. Also, he meets a woman there who basically um, like another a daughter of a deacon. Um, uh, but oh, she has no. like all of the right skills to be like a good like um pastor's wife and based on that based on that qualification um he marries her despite the fact that like he has zero interest in her and of course completely manipulates her and is an awful husband of course cheating on her constantly and uh like she's miserable so uh he you know he's moving up churches he's getting bigger churches he's you know of course doing his whole fucking elmer gantry thing and like being giant and explosive but he gets amazing numbers and he grows all these churches at some point like he goes he actually gets to go overseas and like do like um he he goes to like london and paris and like goes living a real th- life yeah he's Just. i mean he's getting real like real super famous um and then he's like he's basically up for a position to be like on this board that's basically like a crazy like censorship board that's like wants to <laughs> judge everything and his goal is i want to be the guy that's that's uh basically controlling uh what's allowed for politicians <laughs> and he's just got big eyes on the prize and he falls into another scandal uh like another sex scandal of course and uh, like somehow they're able to like basically pull like a whole ruse to get get the people to uh do another uh confession that oh it was all a setup and it wasn't real despite the fact it absolutely was real and they pay them off and he gets away scot-free and uh yeah lives happily ever after yeah he's 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 just like a manipulative monster yeah and just taking advantage of people all the way around (laughs) Well, that's <gasps> Selmer Gantry, guys. <laughs> Although, do we know? Do we know how he died or anything? I yeah, I'm not sure. I think I yeah, I don't couldn't find the specifics on that. I feel like I feel like he became just sort of like a a power player, like in the shadows, mm. and you know was very very wealthy and very you know controlling, but. You know, at that point, um, you know. I'm surprised he never changed his name. Like, yeah, it's possible. Maybe he did. Maybe he it's did. possible. I, I think, like, after you know, he had had the high highs of being famous and beloved, and he definitely enjoyed that. I think the the pressure of of all of that, 
Um, like eventually it was just more, he got to the point where he just wanted more power than anything. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Power gantry, guys. I mean, yeah, and it makes (sighs) sense, though, why they didn't have all that in the documentary. Yeah. I think that would have been like. Yeah. The way the documentary handled it, it was very much like just a small slice of time. Exactly. Let's let's just. And, you know, 1960, Cold War era, you can't be too, you know, anti religion without bringing down Red Scare. Yeah. I mean, but I think, like, in the big scheme of things, with as many, like, evangelists that started popping up with the prohibition, I mean, I feel like they picked a good uh, portion of the book to do the documentary on, you know? Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do a, like, follow-up documentary or, like, another one of his earlier life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because this documentary in the 60s did very well. A lot of people saw it. So, I mean, because sometimes we talk about some of these documentaries and it's like, sometimes I feel like we're the only people that saw, saw or know about some of these cases, but true. Uh, this this case, and, unless it has to do with children, you know, a lot of times those yeah. cases do, <laughs> those documentaries do really well, but. Uh, I would imagine he probably fell out of favor with World War II. Like, yeah. I feel that probably like, it, you know, he was probably getting older at that point and I feel like that shifted so many things, like he probably wasn't able to adapt to that. Yeah. Although, being pro-KKK. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we move on to the next segment, anything else you have for us, Brad? Uh, no, no. I think that that's pretty much sums it up. All yeah, right. Well, thank you, Brad. I know. Indeed. It's a great book. Uh, Everyone should read it. I'll just steal your copy. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to go to Brad's and sneakily put it in my bag. I mean, I, I, uh, I just loan it to you. I don't, I, you don't have to steal it. No, <laughs> I want to steal it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brad, let us know what's happening next here. Uh, next is, is Judge... Judge. Um, oh, uh, God. Ju- here we uh, go. Is it Judge uh, and, and Defense and and um, Prosecution, right, Brad? Yeah, well, I got it. Yay! I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is now time for... Judge, Judge, jury, and executioner. Wait, what? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Claire, it's in title only, all right? It's in title only. I mean, obviously, we're not going to have a jury because we don't want a riffraff on our podcast. Uh-uh. We don't want to lie to Elmer Gantry. Ugh, gross. We don't want anybody throwing cabbage in our podcast. <laughs> um, we don't want anybody playing a trumpet at us while we try to adjudicate. Um, we're also not going to have an executioner because that would be... I, that, would, that, that would be morally wrong. I, I, oh. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll have a judge, we'll have a prosecutor, we'll have a defense. And uh, I am okay. judge. I am judge this time. <gasps> judge Brad. So. Do you have your gavel? Of course, Brad has his gavel. Always. <laughs> Brad got us our gavel. <laughs> <laughs> my gavel. My gavel sits right here on my desk, ready to judge at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <Yeah. laughs> you judge what's on your TV at all times. Mm. Guilty. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm, yeah, I'm very, so- ex- very excited to hear. Um, uh, prosecution, please bring your opening uh, uh, charges. Okay, Judge. Uh, Elmer Gantry, he's a monster. Um, but I want to put someone else on trial as well. Okay. <laughs> who I feel like you'll agree with me, uh, you know, defense, uh, which is... I don't think I'm supposed to, though. Oh, no. <laughs> this card's being turned will. upside it's down for the cr- already. It- it's for the 
for the crime of monkey crimes, um, and that is, oh, I've forgotten her name, Lulu? Lula? <gasps> Lulu Baines? <laughs> Lulu? I've forgotten her name. Uh, yeah, um, monkey crimes. You cannot have this horrifying monkey in your room. And particularly as you're inviting men up there to sleep with you, like, they're not going to be able to get it up when that monkey's there. Come on, get rid of that Whoa. monkey. Monkey crime. <laughs> so I bring in the charges of monkey crime against her. First right. off, Elma Gantry. Right. First of all, this guy's a real weirdo. I just, just want to clarify. Just want to clarify. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. are, are these charges directly towards Elmer Gantry, are Elmer Gantry, and Susan Falconer? Uh, no, I'll do them separately. Okay. Right, Elmer Gantry. He's a real weirdo. What's going on with his hair? And why doesn't he blink? That's one charge. Because I was very freaked out by this, um, and I um, would like. Excuse me. Excuse me. Prosecution. <laughs> that's a question, not a charge. I charge him with being a non-blinker. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> with bad hair. All okay. right. Um, he's just a real weirdo. He's sitting like oh, he slaps his thigh when he laughs. A weirdo. I don't like him. Um, I would like to charge him with stealing money from the people at the start, where he's like gish galloping them into donating money to what? this person that's come around to uh to collect money for the church, and he like totally just steals this money and gives it to the church but they didn't give permission for their money to be taken I don't care he's stealing on behalf of the church he steals their money he takes it from the plate and he puts it in the other plate stealing I want to charge him with being a big old con man um he's he's lying to these poor people um he's making promises he can't keep he doesn't even believe in this rubbish um he's being a big old con man um and for his last charge I would like to charge him uh, I think the real victim of this documentary everyone is the poor man who is at one of the revivals who clearly is suffering from species dysphoria which is a psychological disorder and Elmer Gantry does not help he encourages this guy to bark like a dog this guy has species dysphoria Elmer Gantry is psychologically damaging this gentleman he is encouraging psychological lycanthropy I cannot deal with it uh, Susan Faulkner she's charged with being a calm woman thank you and it's Sharon Paul Oh, what did I call her? Susan. Oh, yeah. Sharon. I'm sorry. What are you charging her with? Being a con woman. All right. Interesting. Um, can I ask for clarification? Mm -hmm. What is gish galloping? Uh, talking a load of crap. Okay. Yeah, it's like, basically, distract. um, yeah, yeah, you, but Thank you, 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 what I just you say so much, <laughs> you say so many things that you can't really address any of the points. Um, it's like, like a Ben Shapiro thing. Um, yeah. Got it, got it. Like, you just break yeah. up a lot of fake points that aren't actually true, but there's so many that there's, there's no way you have time to respond to all the things. I really had, I've just never heard of that. Thank no. you. Oh. I just, but I wrote it down because I was like, I need to understand what this <laughs> is. <laughs> um... Okay. It, I'm sorry. I just want to just want to clarify. Are there are there any charges any charges about the fire in, in, at all? Oh, um, yeah. A bad workmanship of leaving paint cans around. That's to the builders of this church and uh, against cigarette man for throwing his cigarette, which is basically um, arson. You can't be <laughs> you can't be smoking in a building that's made entirely of matchsticks and tissue paper. Okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Fair enough. I know it's a lot of charges, Judge, but you're such a great judge. I think you can handle it. Wink. Sure. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, all right. Uh, defense. Uh, yep. I feel like the prosecution's uh, made some interesting choices, but uh, defense, <laughs> uh, what say you? 
Okay, I'm still trying to type some of this because it was a lot. Okay, okay, I think I, I think I have everything. All right, uh, the first, let's talk about Lulu real quick. How dare you? She is a <laughs> queen. She is a hero. She, she was totally taken advantage of by Elmer, and you are putting her on trial for. Would you a like kink? to have sex in front of that monkey, Tammy? Uh, it's not my kink, but it could be some of her, her mm. clients' kinks. They clearly do not have an issue with it because she seems to be doing just fine business-wise. Um, I cannot. I judge. This is. This has to be thrown out. I cannot believe that we would even think about having charges against the amazing Lulu Baines. Don't you think she's been through enough? Oh my god. Um, yeah, so I I don't see... I personally am not into having a stuffed monkey looking at me. Judge, but look within I've, yourself. Would you like a stuffed monkey looking at you? Well, I... Uh, and, and again, not, not to get ahead of my, my verdict on this, but I will say, I don't know that it's, it's so much a crime as much as a, a strategic uh, money-making plan for Lulu, because... Uh, a sex worker uh, often uh, paid by the hour. So, yeah. uh, I mm, mean, that's true. I, it very yeah. well could be a, a business strategy. I mean, for, for different reasons, it could be she wants to hold them off for a while yeah. and make more money. But also, I mean, she might just be ready for different things that people are into. Mm. I really think she is a smart businesswoman and, again, <laughs> a queen and a hero. And how dare you? I cannot, I do not even want you to bring this back up because <laughs> I am so offended. <laughs> um, all right. And I am going to, uh, with Elmer Gantry, I am going to go down to um, the, the the very first charge for him, which is a non-blinker. Um, I will bring you to the documentary <laughs> at two hours, two minutes, and 23 <laughs> to 24 seconds. Mm. He does blink, so... I'm sorry, could I get Claire? that time one more time? Okay, it's like between two minutes. Uh, it's probably starts at 24 seconds. Or sorry, two minutes, 20. If a man I has got, to wait two, two hours two to blink. Hours, two hours. He's, he's 20 as a non-blinker. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, defense. Two between a two, blink. Hold on, two hours, yes. uh, 24 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to say 24 minutes. I, 24. I don't have this thing on sure. here to... No, that's fine. I'll find it. But yeah, it's between 20, 24 to 24, 30. Something all like right, that. All right. Man blinks um, once in two hours. Oh, that's just because that's where I forwarded to him where there nope. was a scene in the documentary nope, where he was blinking. That's the one time you've said. Um, <laughs> yes, I, 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 I try to go I, through the whole thing. I will state this for the court blink. record. I just saw three blinks. Although <laughs> uh, there's a fourth, fourth blink. Three blinks in two hours. Is <laughs> that's because, that's because they didn't go back in time. To <laughs> Six. <laughs> Seven. I think he blinks a, a human amount of times. Is what we're saying. No. Nope. <laughs> Prosecution. Uh, this is some strong evidence. <laughs> okay. No, he doesn't blink enough for a normal human. On average, most people blink nine hundred to twelve hundred times an hour. He's not blinking that much in this documentary. Uh, he's a non. He's a filthy non-blinker. Well, yeah, but your charge uh, was actually just that he doesn't blink, and I, I have proven he does. You would have to, uh, would have to uh, please submit some evidence to the court uh, for when he doesn't blink for an extended period of time, because he at this blink point, all the time except for when he does blink. <laughs> You're on shaky ground. You're on shaky ground. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, gosh, that's... I will say... Something. At one point, he's asleep. I'll allow him not to make them. <laughs> well, thank you for that allowance, prosecution. Right, <laughs> we'll say he's got All weird right. hair. Yeah, but the, the charge ended up really being about him being a non-blinker yeah, being with a non-blinker. bad hair. So it, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. combo, but sorry. <laughs> There's not two separate charges. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into the rest of uh, uh, Elmer. So Elmer has, um, okay, stealing money. And th- you're talking about when he was stealing money at the beginning of the documentary, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry, I just wanted to, oh, <laughs> the gish galloping threw me off. And I was like, wait, what part are we talking about? So, okay, this <laughs> is the beginning. Um, he's a big old con man was another one because he makes promises he can't keep. And he's a poor He's a the poor man has species dysphoria and he makes him bark like a dog. Yeah, he encourages him. Okay, so I'm trying to. Uh, so with species dysphoria, you just experience dysphoria or dysmorphia that you believe you're in the wrong. You species. believe you're in the wrong body. He, I think they're also known as other kin. I don't know though. <laughs> this guy, he oh thinks he's he thinks he's he should be a dog, and like he obviously needs psychological help. Elmer Gantry could have helped this fella. He could have helped him. He's got he's got wealth. He's got connections. What does he do? He's like, no, 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 no. No, keep barking. Keep barking. Come on, everyone. Clap. Get him to keep barking. Keep barking. So, this poor man. This poor what? man. So, okay. But if he's just encouraging the man to be the species he thinks he is, and he's being supportive he's of him, not I'm not dog. sure the... I understand that, but he wasn't hurting anybody. It wasn't like he was biting someone in the street. He was this just guy. Bur- This guy ran out. No, 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 after no. That. The, the, he went guy- and chased a fire engine, and then he bit a fireman, and that fireman died. Okay, um, Tammy. I feel like Jimbo would have written about that, and he did not. <laughs> I did not see any kind of reporting on this man biting anybody. If anything, I think Elmer Gantry was just being very supportive of this gentleman nope. and allowing him to be who he truly is in this. In a safe space, or what this guy thought was a safe space. You know space, what happens felt very if, we, if we let everyone who thinks they might be a dog be a dog? You know what happens? We don't actually have any dogs. Dogs will <laughs> be made redundant. No. Judge, no. would you like dogs to be made redundant? That is not true. Yeah. You know why? Because I've seen. <laughs> uh, look, there are pride parades right now where people show up dressed as dogs. So. <laughs> and yet, they I try still to have take a dog. Our, 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 our dog jobs. Uh, uh, order in the court. Order in the court. Uh, this is unraveling to unwieldy end. Um, I I'm gonna <laughs> need to get back to the case at hand and not whatever the hell is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a charge that was brought up. So. Prosecution, you remain on the thinnest of thin ice. <laughs> okay, uh, well, let's, let's go ahead and escapes. do the stealing money and uh, big old con man. Okay, yeah. did he take money off of these guys' plates? Sure. But did any of these guys actually stop him? These were all also adult humans that could have stopped him while he was over there just talking away and could have taken their money back and they did absolutely nothing. So yeah, he took their money, but they also didn't try and stop him and they were fine. It wasn't like he went behind their backs, he pickpocketed, he t- he was like right in front of them and just took their money directly from them and they did absolutely nothing about it. So as I said, if- he gish galloped them and <laughs> as you were so confused, because I also gish galloped you, they were also oh, confused. Should I also and bring they- a charge against you for gish galloping? <laughs> they-, they couldn't uh, work out what's happening. One of those guys I found out in an appendix of this book. <laughs> 
had to go home and tell his wife that they couldn't buy a, a Christmas present for little Susan because um, that guy all shouldn't his have money been had in been a stolen. bar then. He shouldn't have been spending his money in a bar if he was worried about uh, buying presents for their kids. He has, this is he not has, like... <laughs> he has an affliction, Tammy. So I'm just saying, don't be so mm. judgy. That's Brad's job. Well, of course that's Brad's job. That's <laughs> that's what he gets paid the big bucks for. <laughs> yeah, the big judge <laughs> to be bucks. Um, I will say, um, it's not just my job, it's my life. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that, th- again, he, it's not like he went and like pickpocketed or stole when they weren't looking or whatever. Like it was all, he took it in front of them. Like if I had a $5 bill and Claire, you went and grabbed it, I would grabbed it right back and said, what are you doing with my $5 <laughs> bill, Claire? But, uh, you know, that's not what happened here at all. He, he took it. They let him. It's whatever. They're adults. They could have handled that themselves and they chose not to. So why you're bringing this to the court to let Brad decide? I mean, Brad has other things to do now he's very concerned that dogs are somehow going to be eliminated because you scared the shit out of him why claire why are you bringing this to court it's an important okay. it's an important thing you need to worry about uh, so the the other Look, one the is things to worry about at the moment climate change capitalism <laughs> dogs being replaced by people um i just want to say dogs will never be replaced no they will never be replaced never. by people over um, my dead body. Claire, can I ask for further clarification on a, on him being a big old con man? What promises did he make? Uh, what that were there's the promises? A god. Oh, okay. That there's a god. Thank you. Because I was like, which ones? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess in that case he would have to prove it. So I'm with you on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we're going to bring that to, to court because uh, you can't prove it. I can't prove it. So, and definitely Elmer Gantry can't prove it. Nope. And is that the same charge with uh, Sharon? The yep. only charge you brought against Sharon was, yep. is that she says there's a god. Yep. <laughs> I feel like All everything right. else she I does mean, comes from that one claim. Okay. So, but you're only making it one claim. So, mm-hmm. okay. So it's that they're making people believe there's a god. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that is, that's their job, but yeah, <laughs> that is what they're it's doing. It's their job. Uh, they're getting paid for it, so it clearly is their job. Mm. Uh, that is their full-time livelihood, so <sighs> yeah, that's a job. Uh, mm. I guess there's a god. I don't, there's, <laughs> I don't know how else to break that, <laughs> that, uh, charge down, so... Sure, I I agree that if if that's what it means to be a con man, I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's what it means, but okay. <laughs> it's the biggest con of all. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people should be in jail, so I I agree, and we oh, should put I'm, them I'm all starting. on. I'm going to work through them one at a time. All right, let's talk about the builders of the church, and and was because leaving paint cans out, right? Bring yep. l- building materials, paint cans. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't think that they were probably paid enough to clean up. Like, Sharon was clearly not just conning people by making them believe there's a god, but she also had, like, fake charities. She, uh, Brad let us know that even in the book that she was not paying her people appropriately. She was stealing from everyone. She kept all this money to herself. So I think that these guys probably did what they were told to do, which was just paint the place. And yeah, they're not being paid enough to fucking clean up. She can clean up her own shit. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they left a couple paint cans. She probably also was rushing them because she had this massive revival that was about to happen in her new church. And she probably was also rushing them. She's probably like the worst fucking boss. We've seen the way she Seriously. treated Rachel. 
Seriously. She's a ter- that's what you should have brought charges against. She's a terrible boss. Oh. <laughs> uh, too late now, though. You can't you can't add that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think I'm not blaming these guys for leaving a couple paint cans when they probably labored all day and got paid like probably pennies. Fuck Sharon. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's the end of my statement for that one. It's fun. All right, great, great. Um, uh, and then hold on, one more is this guy okay. smoking. It's the twenties. Everyone fucking smoked and put their cigarettes out everywhere. I think people just—I mean, they didn't even know about cancer. They didn't know like, oh, you can't put your cigarette out over here. We still have people throwing cigarettes in a fucking forest and starting forest fires. Like, Ugh, people are the worst. Can we just put yeah, people on trial? Like, like, yeah, like people are a fucking nightmare. So I—I'm not blaming this guy smoking. I mean. He was in a mass crowd. I don't know where else he would have put that cigarette out in. In his eye. Oh, Ugh. wow. Claire. <laughs> Gross. All right. So that's that's all I all got. Right. All right. Um, great. Uh, so prosecution, did you have anything you wanted to add before we go to closing statements? Yeah, I'd like to point out. Thank you, Judge. Also, by the way, there's a puppy on, in your desk. There's not. Oh, it's just escaped. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> Wait, is prosecution uh, lying in court? <laughs> no, it means it's escaped. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just want to point out that Elmer Gantry, um, as as uh, the judge stated, would, uh, never uh, never had any consequences for his his horrific behaviour throughout his life. We don't even know what happened to him. He's probably, you know, retired, changed his name and lived off all his money for the rest of his life. Uh, he was never brought into a court of law before, so we have to hold him account. He has to to serve some real justice. Thank you. All right. Um, was that your closing statement? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, defense. Um, closing statements. Okay. Uh, so, uh... I agree there are some issues, if you will, with Elmer Gantry. I think that it's clear with between him and Sharon. I also agree uh, if we're going to say that the big old con people, that their uh, con was just having people believe that there is a god, fine, I guess. <laughs> That's the clarification Yay. I'm getting. Um, but everything else is bullshit. This Lulu Baines really still pisses me off. Um <laughs> And the fact that we're going to try and put the builders of a church who are just labor workers on trial is a joke and a nightmare that we're even doing that. Uh, and and there's several times that, yeah, El- like I said, definitely things Elmer and Sharon should have been put on trial for. <laughs> but we're not brought up today. We're not brought up today. Um, and... And I don't want to be predictable. Things, mm, but some of the some of the things that were brought up today, I feel like okay. But a lot of these people were adults, and that's on them and some of their own responsibilities. So, uh, but I, I've already made all the other statements. This is very a lo- lot of charges, <laughs> judge. So I think that's how I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> all right, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, please talk about yourselves while I step out of the courtroom to consider the nonsense I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tammy. Hey Claire. How you doing? Good, good. Um, mm. I would, I would say let's go out for drinks after this, but you know we're still in a pandemic, so yeah. <sighs> Unfortunately, I really I fancy guess. some Mexican food. Ooh, that's because it's a delight. That's why mm. we should go for Mexican. Yeah, like separately, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. To deliver We can put our home. phone on the other chair, and it's like we're talking and just Skype. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I like that'd that. Be delightful. I like that. We can invite Brad as well. Yeah, no, definitely. That's that'd be good with me. I wonder what Brad's All right, um, um, I'm sitting in oh, the oh. courtroom because otherwise I'm just going to be thinking about tamales. Um, mm, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of as well. Uh, Mansy, that sounds really good. Um, very hungry right now. Mm. Um, this is an interesting um, series of charges. <laughs> I just want to say up front that I feel like a wild miscarriage of justice is that there is no charges uh, against the flouting of fire safety protocols <laughs> or regulations. And I'm personally going to overstep and just put an injunction on, on both Elmer Gantry and Sharon Falconer for the very obvious <laughs> uh, violation of fire safety codes that led to many deaths. I'm giving you a thumbs up, Judge. Um, just because that needs to be done, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking do whatever I can to make that happen. <laughs> so, uh, Yay. prosecute. So, I just as a judge, I'm using my power to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Fight, fight, you motherfuckers! Whoa! Um, Whoa. <laughs> you know, what the actual charges that were brought? <laughs> Uh, first, on uh, the charge of Lulu Baines for monkey crimes, mm-hmm. um, I this is outrageous. This is an outrageous claim that I will in no way, in no way heed any sort of, uh, no, I can't. Absolutely not. Lulu Baines is a hero, and I will have nothing said against her. Uh, how she chooses to engage in her line of work is her business, and we will not judge it. Monkey crime charge absolutely cannot have it. Can I bring charges against the monkey? <laughs> Too late. It's in a, a, Too yeah, late. and it's an inanimate object. Or were yeah. you meaning the actual monkey? <laughs> The monkey, the monkey, just the monkey. Which, which, the Lulu Baines monkey or the Elmer Gantry monkey? Lulu Baines monkey is an inanimate object. (laughs) No one is above justice. Oh my gosh. Mm, I disagree. Disagree. (laughs) Inanimate objects are outside of the realm of justice. Um, Now, on to the charge of of being a non-blinking, bad-haired weirdo. I think uh, the defense made an amazing point by not only bringing evidence that he does in fact blink, but the fact that your charge was specifically a non-blinking bad <laughs> hair weirdo. So because of the fact that we they were able to prove that he does in fact blink, um, the bad hair weirdo charge can't stand because <laughs> that's, that is under uh, non-blinking. So if oh, you had if, if given charges for being a bad haired weirdo and being a non-blinking weirdo, it could stand. But the fact that we have proven that he does in fact blink means he can never be a non-blinking bad hair weirdo. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That means that every time he doesn't blink, he's a uh, non-blinking bad hair weirdo. <laughs> you should have you should have thought of your charges ahead of time oh. and had them better prepared because I just I, technicality can't have it. Yeah. Um, to the charge of thieving money at the bar. Uh, this was interesting, and I do like the fact the defense uh, seems to believe that you are, it is incumbent upon you to try to get your money back after it's been stolen. <laughs> yeah. Um, these people have been drinking. There is a man stealing their money. If they don't put up a fight, I they are inebriated, so I feel like you just can't steal people's money under any circumstance. You don't have to fight to get your money back. That's not how it works. People can't go around and steal your money. And not only did he steal their money, he gave away his money and then couldn't pay his bar tab. So he not mm. only stole from the people at the bar, he stole from the guy running the bar. So, um, absolutely, uh, guilty, guilty of those charges. Yay. Um, I will, I will also, now that he is guilty of those charges, I will say, um, also 
he probably he stole a lot of their tips, which meant the bar owner was not only not getting his own money, but he was not getting the patrons' money, which would have been tipped out as well. So, yeah. mm. uh, so those those are extra charges that I decided to keep to myself because absolutely <laughs> shrewd shrewd work. Um, onto the onto the charge of being a con man, absolutely guilty. Gods yeah. are real. Uh, Yay! Yeah. So fuck this fool. Um, yeah, can't have that. Sure. Um, um, encouraging, uh, the, uh, a man barking like a dog. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that falls under the con man. I, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Uh, is he required, this really comes down to, is he required to help a man barking like a dog? And I feel like you should, but I don't know if we can legislate someone's force to help someone with their psychological problem. Um, it's well, especially pl- since he's not trained to help someone. He's, I, he's only trained to be a con man, really. Uh, he's so. a doctor, supposedly. Um, he's not a doctor. Um, <laughs> supposedly. Not at all. He later pays to become That could have been another charge. A doctor. There. <laughs> yeah. So many charges left <laughs> off the table. So, uh, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna let this one slide just because I, I feel it falls under con, man, and we've taken care of that. I, okay. I feel like I needed something a little bit more specific to, to go with this, so that one's also throwing that out. Um, as for Sister Sharon, again, a lot of charges could have been brought, but the only charge I have here is her being a con man. Um, I mean, defense didn't even go with, uh, she's not a man, so, uh, I was- <laughs> well, technically, actually, she, uh, Claire, Claire did sing being a con woman, so. Okay. I did. Oh. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I wrote con man. My fault. Yeah. Uh, regardless, and, and I, I, that's the way I mentioned it when I was talking about. It, but I had written down con woman because Claire did say it. So. I'm just. Tr- I'm trying to come up with shifty oh, ways. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter because guilty, 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 yeah, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Um, gods aren't real. Uh, now on to the charges of the builders for <laughs> arson. Um, I didn't say arson. You did. did. I? Oh, I wrote yeah. it down. Okay. That that I wrote down specifically because it caught me immediately. Okay. Um, because you I said didn't even yeah. Know what I said. Yeah, you said that they they left they left cans there. That the, they threw the the cigarettes. That this was that this was clearly arson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what arson is. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't even know what I was saying. On um, that, I, I I gotta throw that out because yes. Um, and as Tammy pointed out, uh, people threw cigarettes all over the place. People all the time. I recently on Instagram um saw people posting like um like um old timey stuff, including like ash trays at McDonald's. Oh, and I was God. like, oh yeah, yeah. That's you, right. Like, within our lifetimes, you used to smoke everywhere. Yeah. People smoked literally everywhere. Like, you're in a fucking McDonald's, like, two feet away from the fucking ball pit um, oh. smoking a fucking cigarette. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Um, so yeah, people threw cigarettes all over the place. Um, that was just a thing. You shouldn't, um, obviously there shouldn't be uh, very flammable materials next to other very flammable materials everywhere. Um, but I, I feel like the bigger problem is the, you know, the, the complete, uh, um, ignoring of fire and safety laws. So I can't hold these workers or builders responsible for what is clearly the crimes of, uh, Elmer Gantry and Sharon Falconer. So, uh, innocent of those charges. <gasps> so, those are my judgments. Thank you. Thanks, Not Jeff. too bad for a case that I thought it was just going to totally lose on everything. <laughs> for real. 
shock, a shocking day at court. <laughs> it really is. Shocking from the start to finish. <laughs> all right. Also, there was no, there was no, uh, no, no charges about all those people that died. That, that <laughs> crutches guy got crushed to death. Little kid got crushed. Uh, oh, I didn't care about them. I mean, Elmer Ginch. I, you I cared mean, about the drum guy for a, or the um, crutch guy for a little yeah. bit, and then <laughs> yeah, but now I don't. There's no. We proved there's no god. I don't care anymore. Oh, there never uh, was though. Mm. I wish we could have a hero section in our court too, and like trumpet guy could be there, and uh, those, those college kids uh, could be there. Seriously, those guys, great. Honorable mention as heroes. How about that? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, so, guys, next time, we are going to cover a very, very upsetting criminal, um, which is Buffalo Bill in the case of the podcast versus Silence of the Lambs. You spook easily, Starling? Not yet, sir. He's past the others. The last cell. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. A killer is on the loose. Keeps them alive for three days. Then he shoots them, skins them, and dumps them. A rookie FBI agent is on his trail. He's got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. But in order to track him down, she'll have to match wits. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. With the darkest of all minds. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. Oh, he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. So close to the way you're gonna catch him, do you realize that? Oh, Clarice, your problem is you need to get more fun out of life. You told me you don't spook easily. You call this easy, sir? Lecter's missing hand arm. Man's a raving maniac. Who knows what he'll do? Thank you, Clary. Thank you. So, Brad, I'm scared to find out who's judge, defense, and prosecution this time. And next time, as judge, Tammy. Oh, God. This gracious thing. <gasps> prosecution, Claire. Yay! <laughs> and I will be defending Buffalo Bill. Amazing. Uh, we'll see what the next court brings, because this one, I was really scared of being defense, so... But it didn't uh, work out too shabby. Not too shabby. Mm. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you, Brad, for walking us through this case, because this was... Uh, something again claire and i had not heard of before so yeah um but thanks for for bringing it to us so uh all right so anything else then before we we let you go here guys uh no all Never right commit a monkey cry well 
I mean, the Don't monkey ever... crime is clearly like bringing in chimpanzee. Like... Yeah, that's the right. monkey Ugh. crime. That's uh, chimpanzee actual... is not a monkey. It is an ape. Yeah. Oh boy. I know, but, but that that but terrifying. that would have been the crime. That would have been the crime. Yeah, clearly, because mm, those things enough. are monsters. Yeah, they are. Surprised it didn't rip Elmer Gantry's face off. That's probably how he died. That chimp Seriously. ripped his face off. Ugh. Oh God, no. Um, all right. Well then, with that, case closed. Fuck off. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. 